Hello, friends. Welcome to the ATC Double Cut. I'm going to talk about the turfgrass temperature-based growth potential in this episode. And I've had a, a few recent episodes where I've talked about the temperature-based growth potential and starting to try to explain how the amount that the grass grows can be linked to the amount of nutrients that the grass will use. And I'm going to continue talking about growth potential, but I was looking through my old posts and I saw one that's not related specifically to nutrients, but I thought it can help to elaborate on the concept and make the concept of the temperature-based growth potential um, a little bit more clear to, to express this or explain it from a number of different angles. In the post that I am going to talk about in this ATC Double Cut, and I'll put a direct link to this in the show notes, it has a title of Temperature-Based Growth Potential, GP, in April and November. I wrote this post in 2020. I wrote this in April of 2020 when the Masters in 2020 had just been postponed due to the pandemic, and it was announced that the Masters would be played in November of the that year, in November of 2020. And I have many times explained that one of the reasons why the grass is famously good and the golfing conditions are famously good at the Masters tournament in April is because the weather conditions are ideal for cool season grass at that time. And if we look at that in terms of the growth potential, you will see what I mean. I I wrote in the very first sentence of that post, I said, I've sometimes explained the temperature-based growth potential of pace turf in relation to the grass conditions at the Masters tournament, because people from all over the world are generally familiar with the Masters tournament. And I showed a picture of the ninth green with the first fairway and the ninth fairway in the background. And those are bent grass greens that are uh, basically flawless. If you look at that image, and if you look at the Bermuda grass with the perennial ryegrass overseed that you'll see on the rest of the course, that also appears to be flawless. It's just beautiful, beautiful turf grass. And that is in April. The Masters tournament is held uh, in, in the early part of April every year, except for that strange year of 2022. So I looked up the data uh, for Bushfield Airport in Augusta for the past 30 years. And I calculated the cool season GP, the cool season, which is C3 grass for the way that cool season grass is photosynthesized. I calculated the GP, the growth potential for each day of the past 30 master's tournaments. And I did this for the entire week, for the week that ends on the second Sunday of April from 1990 through to 2019. And I, I made a chart of that in master's colors and you can find a link to this if you go to the actual blog post which you will find a link to in the show notes and i express the growth potential here on a scale of zero to one you can express it as a percentage by multiplying it uh, by 100 so then a growth potential of one would be 100 percent, and a growth potential of 0 0.5 would be 50 percent and this is temperature data from the Bushfield Airport, which is the airport in Augusta, Georgia. Now, the you know some years it's a little bit warmer, 
Some years it's a little bit cooler, but in many years, the temperatures are very close to an optimum. I'm just looking at this chart. 1991 was a growth potential above 0.75 every day. It was, it was often around one. Um, so 1991 was a particularly good growth potential year. 2005, 2002 was an exceptional growth potential year. Uh, 2005 was superb. And then some years are a little bit cooler. What was the year? 2007, I, I, I remember was an especially cool year. And the Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of tournament week had a very good growth potential. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the growth potential dropped down almost to zero because it was so cold. But that is a rarity. And generally, the growth potential will be pretty good. And what that means simply is that the temperatures in the air are close to an optimum for net photosynthesis for cool season grass. And if I take the average and look at the average GP through the week, then the next chart shows that. And it's almost always, there's only, it was only 2003 that the average was less than 0.5. All the other years, if we average across all the days in the week during master's week, the growth potential is always above 0.5. And, and the average temperature from 1990 to 2019 during master's week was 16.9 degrees Celsius or 62 degrees Fahrenheit. That temperature corresponds to a cool season GP of 0.85 or 85%. So that means that the grass has the potential to grow quite well during that week. And I explain this as one of the reasons for why you'll see the grass during the Masters tournament in such good condition, because the grass can tolerate all of the mowing and all of the restriction on irrigation and all of the rolling and all of the traffic and all of the work that's done to prepare excellent surfaces for major championship play. The grass can tolerate that really well when the growth potential is 0.85 because that is the type of conditions that are suited to optimal growth of cool season grass. So I wondered how November would be. So I tried to predict how November would be for the growth potential by looking up the same data for November. And I saw that uh, at that time when I wrote that post, I said the Masters Tournament for 2020 has tentatively been scheduled for November 9 to 15 for those dates. And on those dates in November, from 1990 to 2019, when I looked up those temperatures, the average temperature was 12 degrees Celsius or 54 degrees Fahrenheit, which takes the GP all the way down to 0.35 or 35%. So it's cooler generally at that time in November compared with the second week of April. So for the month leading up to November 15 from 1990 to 2019 when i calculated this the average temperature at bushfield has been 15 degrees celsius which is exactly the same as the month leading up to the april schedule with the identical gp of 0.66 or 66 percent but the difference that you see is in april the temperatures are getting warmer and warmer and 
or well in March and in April going into a spring master's tournament, the temperatures are getting closer and closer to the optimum growth potential for cool season grass. Whereas in October and November, the temperatures are going in the wrong direction. It's, it's getting cooler and cooler to the point where in mid-November on average, the average growth potential would be about 35%. So that is something that I think is interesting to look at for the temperature-based growth potential because it's just understanding what the growth potential is during the Masters tournament can help us to understand why the grass typically will look so good at that time of year and maybe why the tournament was chosen to be at that time of the year also. It's certainly a very apt time to hold the tournament because of how suitable the temperatures will be on average for producing excellent turf grass conditions. Now, there's other tournaments that are sometimes held at locations or at the time of the year when the temperatures are not so ideal, and that makes it much more difficult to produce excellent playing conditions or excellent turf grass conditions because the grass can be under so much stress in those places when the temperatures are not at an optimum for growth. Now, let me see if I can link this to turfgrass nutrition just a little bit. Um, if we think about how that makes sense, how it makes sense that when the temperatures are at an optimum for growth in early April when the Masters tournament is held, if, if that's good growing conditions for cool season grass, then it makes sense that the grass would be able to use more nutrients if it was growing more. But if you restrict the growth by applying less water, or if you restrict the growth by cutting back on the nitrogen, so the grass just can't grow so much, then as the grass grows less, it's going to use less nutrients. So the whole um, linkage of growth potential and nutrient use is all related to how much the grass actually is growing and we use growth potential to describe how much the grass may possibly grow if we don't limit it by nitrogen and if we don't limit it by restricting the water supply so if we if we allow the grass to have all the water that it could use through evapotranspiration so we're not we're not restricting the the plant water status, we're allowing the grass to have enough water, then if the temperatures are close to an optimum, the grass is going to grow so long as it has light and so long as we supply it with nitrogen. And because we can't really control the light, we will just assume that the light is not limiting. If that's the case, then you would see a linear increase in growth with increased nitrogen. And that linear increase in growth that you can see with increased nitrogen is exactly why we're able to connect the growth potential at any time of the year with the nitrogen supply. So if, if I was in, well, I was in Winnipeg a couple weeks ago, actually last week, uh, early last week, I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the temperature was as low as minus 22, maybe minus 
was it was it minus 28 i don't know when the temperatures get that cold number one i wasn't going out outside so much uh number two it all kinds of runs together but it's uh it, it's it's cold enough that the ground is frozen pretty deep <laughs> and the grass is not growing and the snow was not melting so it's cold and when the temperature is that cold when you calculate the growth potential for warm or for cool season grass you will find that the growth potential is zero that means the temperatures are so far from the optimum for photosynthesis that the growth potential is considered to be zero so in that case we could have perfect amounts of photosynthetically active radiation we could have plenty of light for the grass and we could supply all the water that the grass could use we could make sure that the soil moisture as it is at an optimum level and we could make sure that the grass is well supplied with nitrogen we could supply um a, a some excuse me we could apply some amount of nitrogen that the grass could use okay so we're not limiting by nitrogen we're not limiting by water and we're not limiting by light but when the growth potential is zero because the temperature is minus 22 degrees celsius the grass will not grow at all so in in that case we don't need to supply the nitrogen because the grass is not it's not limited by a lack of nitrogen it's limited by being too cold and as the temperature changes and moves to a number that's above freezing above zero degrees celsius or above 32 degrees fahrenheit and and eventually the average temperature gets to be 40 degrees fahrenheit or 50 degrees fahrenheit or 60 degrees fahrenheit or 70 degrees fahrenheit which is about 20 or 21 degrees celsius as the temperature gets closer and closer to those levels that are actually are suitable for the cool season grass to grow now temperature is no longer limiting in fact temperature can be thought of as a enabler or a driver of the grass growth and now the grass needs some nitrogen and so we can just say if we want the grass to grow really slowly we supply it with small amounts of nitrogen in proportion to the temperature allowing it to grow and it's it's also obvious that when the temperature is minus 22 degrees celsius and the grass cannot grow that we don't need to supply any nitrogen but if we then have a growth potential of one if we have a hundred percent growth potential meaning the temperature is right at the optimum for that grass's potential to grow if we would supply it with zero nitrogen under those temperature conditions the grass is not going to die i mean it, it would die eventually if we do that year after year after year supplying it with no nitrogen and we continuously mow it and we mow it short enough and we we, we could eventually kill the grass it might take a long time but it would happen but if we if we supply it with the same amount of nitrogen when the temperature is at an optimum for growth and the growth potential is high if we supply it with the same amount of nitrogen as we do when the temperatures are so cold that the growth potential is zero that just doesn't make any sense what does make sense is supplying the amount of nitrogen to 
create the desired growth rate in proportion to how much the grass could grow based on the temperature. And that's easily expressed as a growth potential. So that is something that I hope makes a little bit of sense when you think about it in the context of the Masters tournament and some of the conditions that you see. I don't know what the temperatures will be in April in Augusta this year, but I will certainly look at it because uh, I, I think about that every year is like, how are these conditions at Augusta National during the Masters tournament? How are they related to the growth potential? Because it's common that the growth potential will be in the range of uh, 70%, 80%, 90%, even approaching 100% during that special week in April. If you have any questions about the growth potential, you can find information on the ATC website or on the PaceTurf website. You can find links to those in the show description, and I hope you will check those out. I've got email newsletters that send out information about this kind of stuff and lots of old archived blog posts, both on the PaceTurf site and the ATC site that have all kinds of information about this. So this is a tool that a lot of people have found useful, and there's some other uh, YouTube videos and also some uh, older ATC double cut episodes where I've talked about this. So if you're getting ready to make a plan for the when you'll be applying turf grass nutrients this year or anytime in the future, whether you're doing professionally managed turf or whether you're working on a home lawn or some commercial landscapes, I think it makes sense to apply the nutrients uh, timing wise and allocating out that annual application of nutrients, trying as much as possible to match the growth potential curve. This is all theoretical. This is, this is theoretical. It's not something that's been proven in laboratory research or proven in growth chamber research or proven in field research. But it makes sense to me that applying nutrients in proportion or allocated across a season, roughly matching the growth potential curve is a really efficient way to do it. It's certainly, it, it's obvious. We don't need to do research to, to prove that it doesn't make any sense to add a lot of nitrogen when the growth potential is low and no nitrogen when the growth potential is high. Um, that, that would not work very good because it's not efficient to apply nutrients when the grass cannot use them. And anecdotally, I think that we end up with lower annual nitrogen rates, more efficient nitrogen use, more efficient uh, nitrogen use, and maybe even things like deeper roots and healthier grass at lower nitrogen rates when nitrogen is applied and allocated to the turf over the growing season somewhat in proportion to the temperature-based growth potential. So I'll try to wrap up this series of growth potential posts eventually, but there's a few other angles uh, and a few other people I want to talk with about this. So um, I'll intersperse some of these growth potential posts uh, in, in the ATC double cut going forward until I've exhausted the topic. Thank you for listening, and I will sign off 
for ADC from Yantikau, Thailand. I am Michael Woods.